I'm Ricky Fitzpatrick with Everyday Woodworking, your podcast home for tips, tricks, and information on how to make the most of your woodworking time and money every day. Well, welcome back to the show. Hey, if you're a regular listener, you probably know we've been tackling a series about the best places to buy bargain tools. And I had left last week really unsure if I wanted to continue that series any further. Um, I was afraid that I was trying to just put information in there that wasn't really all that valuable. Uh, I just didn't want to like pick lame subject matter. I figured I had covered about as much as I'd wanted to on that. So I didn't want to do that just to keep it going. Um, so I think I'm, I'm going to call it on that, maybe for now. But we may we may come back and um, revisit this if I get another idea. So I'm going to leave that door unlocked but closed, okay? Uh, but if you haven't listened to that series, I think it was really good. Um, it really did have a lot of good information in there. Um, my favorite ones were the two, uh, the one that covered Home Depot and the one that covered Harbor Freight. Those were my favorites, um, and I got the most out of my research in that. Um, so if you haven't listened to those, you'll want to go back and check out episodes two through five uh, to get the whole thing. Uh, and if you do, let us know uh, what you think. I would love to hear uh, hear your comments on it. Um, but today... For the next week, or possibly two, we're going to talk about something that I know has been on my mind for a while, and I'm sure it's something that a lot of you are hearing a lot about if you haven't also been thinking about it, and that is CNCs. Before we get started, though, um, if you have watched or listened to us before, you know that I never, never, never record a show without having a cup of coffee in my hand. Hello, my name is Ricky. I'm a coffeeaholic. Uh, I just, I, I drink coffee all the time. Um, I try to give a shout out though during the show to some of our favorite people or peop and or people that we work with um, just by using a coffee mug with their company logo or their favorite saying on it, something like that. Today, I am sipping my coffee from a brand new mug from some folks who are not only great friends and they're not only fellow followers of Christ, uh, but they're the owners of ETS Financial Services. ETS is um, a team of retirement income planning specialists, and it's owned and operated by Eric and Missy Scoggins. They are really good friends of ours, and they are fantastic people. They are, and I'm not exaggerating, they are the best at what they do. Uh, and who who could have guessed it? They're like right down the road from us in Houston, uh, so that's really cool. Houston, Georgia, if you're not familiar with the area. Um, I can tell you, though, as I am, today's my birthday, by the way, so, and as I'm seeing life through the eyes of a 52-year-old guy, I'm really beginning to see the firsthand, the value of what ETS does. For me, I only feel comfortable with my money when I'm working with people that I know, and I know the Scoggins family. They are fantastic people. This is an amazing business, 
And I can't think of anyone else I would trust to help me navigate my finances in the coming years. So, um, hey, I'm going to leave a link to ETSfinancial.com in the show notes. And I'm going to leave a link to Eric's book, Retire Strong. You can get that on Amazon. Um, I'll leave all that in the show notes so you can check them out. Thank you so much, Eric and Missy and the entire family over at ETS Financial for what you do and for this fantastic coffee cup. And hey, if you've got a coffee cup with your company logo on it, you'd like to send us, we would love to use it. Maybe say a little bit about you uh, on a future episode, what you do, things like that. Check out the show notes for our mailing address, and then you can just send your cup along with a little info about yourself or your business. All right, so as I mentioned, we are headed into a brand new subject uh, and one that seems to be on the minds of every woodshop owner, whether you're full-time, part-time, weekend warrior, something else. CNCs, or as Cresha, my wife calls them, that stands to her for cute and creative. So she's got this thing. So every acronym I come up with, she has her own little breakdown of it. So CNCs to her are That stands for cute and creative, Uh, like we're doing a lot of SVG files. Like if if you're a Cricut or a Silhouette user, you know what an SVG file is. I have no idea what that stands for. It's probably something like scalable vector graphic. That that makes sense. Anyway, she says that stands for so very good. A JPEG is just pretty good. Anyway, so it, so now we're dealing with CNCs that it, they do not stand for cute and creative. Um, it stands actually for, I've got it in my notes, what does it stand for? It stands for a computer numerical control. And I'll get a little bit more into that in just a second. But uh, we're going to go over CNCs today and kind of a quick look at whether or not you need a CNC for your shop. I'll be honest, when I started doing this, I knew like nothing about CNCs. And frankly, I really don't feel like I know a whole lot more now. But I know a lot of my friends have CNCs in their shops. And so I've been kind of feeling the pressure to add one to our shop. So I thought I wanted to look a little closer at the whole world of CNCs and then maybe try to give you a set of criteria for deciding if you need one. Well, actually, I I shouldn't say need. Let's say want, because if you need a CNC for your shop, you're probably at a level that goes way beyond the scope of this show, because like everyday woodworking is is really geared more to, to woodworkers who are like, in between hobby and small operation, like like we are at Apple Valley Farm. Um, I mean, it's just me. I work out of our home. Um, we're a small operation. So if you're bigger than that, though, you probably need a whole different set of criteria when you select a major tool. But one thing I found out as I started researching is that there is so much freaking information out there, like models, prices, features. I mean, it's crazy. It's just so overwhelming. So I'm going to really dumb this down. I'm going to try to keep it really simple. And uh, I'm going to disclaim here by saying I am not an expert. In case you have not figured that out yet, most of the time I rarely know what I'm doing. So don't 
don't go spend fifty thousand dollars on a new CNC based on what I tell you. Use me as a leaping off point to go gather more information. Um, anyway, nevertheless, we've got a ton of stuff to get through, and I've only got about ten minutes to do it. So let's dive right into it. Okay. All right. Here we go. It's funny how things have changed. I mean, when I was starting out woodworking back in like the mid 80s, the radio alarm saw was like, that was what you needed to have. Everybody that was serious about woodworking, they had a radio alarm saw. It was like the tool, everybody had to have it. But then the purist, the woodworking purist, hated it because it was like taking the craft out of woodwork. Wasn't long though, the radio alarm saw got replaced by the table saw. Uh, and it was uh, rightly so. Uh, it was safer, more affordable, compact, it had like, everything going for it. And of course, the same people that complained about the radio alarm saw, they complained about the demise of woodworking because of the evil table saw. So the table saw is currently though the primary tool in my shop today. But now, fast forward, in the industry, the CNC is kind of becoming the darling of the industry. And just like before, it has its lovers and its haters. So what is a CNC? Um, yeah, that's, it's a very genetic term. Um, CNC is really any computer-controlled machine. Um, it could be a drill, a lathe, a saw. Uh, it could cut metal. It could cut meat, stone, butter. It could cut wood in our case. So even things like uh, a 3D printers, that's technically, that is a CNC. Uh, the little Cricut and Silhouette vinyl cutters that a lot of crafters use that we also use, that's a CNC. Um, a player piano is a very basic example of an early CNC. Um, so what we're talking about, though, it's a wide range of machines, but what we're going to deal with today is more of a personal-sized CNC. Um, and the ones we're going to talk about are basically routers that carve into and or cut through wood. Um, so the personal CNC machine is what the overwhelming number of hobbyists and small shop owners are adding today. Um, the costs are relatively low. The shop footprint is relatively small, but the features and versatility really can be kind of limited. Okay, But as the industry continues to evolve, quality features, things like that, they're going up. Cost is going down, and that's why it's so appealing to have one. Okay, as I'm looking at the clock here, time is like crazy ticking away. So I'm going to move really quickly uh, through this and let's see how much ground we can cover. I'm going to get into three machine types. We may go into more later, but for now, let's do three. Um, when I started doing this, a CNC to me was like this big, expensive overkill in the shop. It just doesn't, didn't seem to work for me. But, I mean, that was based a lot on, I've got like a good friend down at the end of, of the, our road here, Greg Stewart. He owns a cabinet shop 
uh, called Stewart Custom Cabinets. They got like a dozen or so employees, about 10,000 square foot shop. To me, it's huge, but that is still a small business. They are like crushing it. I mean, they are awesome at what they do. Their work is amazing. They're like the pinnacle of a, what a small cabinet shop could be. And they've got this Whopper CNC. It's like, I think it's, if I'm pronouncing this right, a Homag Centatec P110 5-axis CNC nuclear-powered something. It's crazy. I mean, it can cut and carve and shape, and it's there's almost nothing this thing can't do. It is freaking incredible. But a machine like that, I mean, that could be $100,000 or more. I can't afford I can't afford that kind of bling. So when I see industry stats talking about like 75% of shops have a CNC or they're planning to get one, it's a little intimidating. I wonder if I'm falling behind. But it's not all like that, okay? For one, there are hobby CNCs. These these guys are, are small, they're compact, they're lightweight, uh, very limited though. They usually have like a small workspace, like six by six inches or maybe even less. So if you want something that can like carve names and a cutting board, this is great. It's perfect for stuff like that. You can get these things for like a hundred bucks on Amazon. And I've got some links to one uh, in the show notes that'll give you an example of that. It's hard to say no to something like that. Above that, we've got what I call small shop CNCs. It's a little bigger than that, like a hobby CNC, but maybe... Uh, a work area of maybe 12 to 24 inches, either way. Um, and if you do some tiling, you can really get some pretty wide ranges uh, out of that. Still, it's not going to have the uh, muscle power to cabinet through like all-day cabinet boxes and stuff like that, but it'll definitely do some some pretty small pieces, uh, maybe through some MDF patterns, things like that. Uh, do some scroll some scroll type work for like door and wall hangings. These these guys are probably about in the five hundred to two thousand dollar range. For me, that's kind of like my threshold. That's about as far as I can go. Um, and I'm gonna leave an example of, of another one of these, uh, the Bob CNC Evolution Four. Uh, pretty impressive for about twelve hundred bucks. Finally. There are what I call moderate moderate size CNCs. This is something. It's kind of a gateway to professional cabinetry. These are like five to eight thousand bucks. Um, but I mean, you know, you're talking about something that'll handle a full sheet of plywood. It can cut out furniture pieces, cornhole boards, ah, cornhole board. Um, a lot. There's all almost nothing the small shop owner can't tackle with this. But they take up a lot of floor space, uh, but they need some planning. And this is getting into some money, uh, like the Laguna IQ series. These, this, you know, it's about seven grand. So we're getting on up there into something like that. But after knowing stuff like this, I mean, how do you, how can you decide if you need it? So these are my questions. Um, number one, what do I want it for and why? So <clears throat> I need to know. What do I want it to do? Don't just get it because it's popular, but do I do I need it for my shop? Do I want it to be do I want to be faster, more precise, or do I just want something new? Number two, do I have the space? Uh, because a lot of these are going to come up with they're going to require some 
some floor space in your small shop, you're also probably going to need like a 240 on these. You're not going to be able to plug these into a regular wall outlet. Um, number three, can I afford it? Cash can be tight if, if you're like me. Credit can be tight if you're like me. But be careful. Spend your money slowly. And even if you know you say, yes, I can afford it, can you justify it? And this kind of goes back to the why. Is it going to make you money and have a plan? for how it's going to make you money. And then finally, like the most important criteria is, will your wife kill you if you get it? And that's, that's kind of the most important thing for me. I can tell you though, for me, okay, now this is just for me. My answer is no, I don't need a CNC. I could use it, but I don't need it. It's kind of like I would, I could use a zero turn for my lawn, I don't need it. My little lawn tractor does me just fine. I could speed up my processing, but that means to spend five grand or more on my on something in the shop for me, it's just tough for me to justify spending that much money working out of my carport. Now that's me. Are they amazing? Yes, CNCs are amazing. And one day I may have a different mindset, but for now, I'm I'm passing. I'm going to pass. I'm, my production is going to be lower. I'm going to keep my hands busy, and, and I'm going to sell the fact that I'm doing more hands-on stuff. Now, that's just, again, that's just me. So, and I know what I said today, it's going to stir somebody up, okay? and that's cool. I'm learning, so I could be wrong, but hey, if you disagree with me, let me know what you think. If you've got some better information, share it with me. And help me, uh, help me improve and help me learn more. I, well, I would love to pass that along if you want to get in touch with me and share some stuff. And if you've got questions or comments, you know, let it fly. I mean, let me know what your point of view is, and I'll let you know what I think. And who knows, you might change my mind. All right. Um, I know that was a lot, and I am, it seems like I'm always going longer than what I wanted to go. But I think this was good. And I may come back and revisit some of this more in detail at another time. But for right now, hopefully that gives you some uh, space to be able to get some traction on some CNC information. I think they're fantastic. It's just not for me right now, but it may be for you. Um, anyway, but I hope that helps. You can go to the show notes, though. Look over all this stuff. Um, that'll be in the in the show notes, in our blog, stuff like that. Um, look at all the links, check some stuff out. And hey, be sure to join us on the next episode. I'm going to start looking out on the next episode about how to set up a small shop. I think that's going to be a, a lot of fun. Um, and I never know how in-depth this might be. My plan is to always be in and out in around 15 minutes. I'm past that today. Um, but we'll just see how that goes. And if we get into a lot, we'll stretch it out over a couple of weeks. I can't wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, join me right here. We'll do it together on Everyday Woodworking. One last thing. Hey, if you enjoyed this, please take a second. Leave us a great review. And wherever you're listening, we would love it if you subscribe to our podcast and became a regular listener. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, Obviously, we post a video of each podcast episode on our Apple Valley Farm. That's our woodworking business, our Apple Valley Farm YouTube channel. We definitely uh, need your likes, comments, and subscribes 
there as well. And finally, if you'd like to learn even more about us, you can check us out in the show notes. Head over to applevalleyfarmga.com for things like our store, our woodworking projects, um, and lots, lots, lots more. Woo, I'm out of breath. All right, that is it, guys. Thank you so much for being here. It's a great birthday present to me. Have a great day, and um, I will see you next time right here on Everyday Woodworking.